When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan, if you're new here, and that's the last time you're going to be hearing me introduce this podcast as Gen Z Girl Podcast. You heard that right. This is also the very last time I'm recording in Tuscaloosa, which gives me all kinds of emotions. I'm not going to talk about it much because I know I've been probably rambling y'all's ears off about moving and being sad about moving and all that kind of stuff, but it's a big change happening here in just four days. I'm recording this on Saturday night and Wednesday I drive to Houston and move out of this apartment and Thursday I move in my new apartment. So lots going on and yeah the rebrand is happening um, soon. So like the next time you listen to an episode it will be called a different podcast. Um, So that's really exciting. I like finalized all of that today and I'm going to get into it in a second, but it was quite the process. It was kind of hectic and I'm just so excited, like literally overfilled with joy and feel so like proud of myself for like just the podcast I've created and like all the episodes I already have. But I'm also just really proud of myself for making this change because I'm not good at making decisions when it comes to like big changes like this, like completely changing the name of a podcast. I know that might not sound like a big deal, but it is when you've already like created a brand like completely like trying something new and different it is a little scary but I feel like everything it feels so right in my heart and like I'm so I'm so so excited like I haven't been this excited for something in a long time so I'm just super pumped but yeah I am really excited for y'all to just I don't know hear the name see just like the new type of branding and all that kind of stuff and nothing's really changing with the podcast it's just the branding so um however going off of that next week I want to do something a little bit different for the episode I was just gonna not have an episode to go up next week and just have the podcast rebrand but that would be just because I'm gonna be really busy with moving so I didn't really want to have to take the time to record a podcast but I'm gonna do it anyways because I love y'all and I don't want to like leave y'all hanging without an episode the day my podcast rebrands. It's just kind of weird to like not do it on that day. But um, I have a request. So if you've been listening for a long time or if you've listened to the episode at all, my very first episode on my podcast was talking about um, pursuing your passion and like how I did it and how I got over fear and that kind of thing. It's just kind of what I wanted to. I wanted it to just set the stage for the whole podcast. That's why I did it first. And it's something that I felt like I got asked about most often in my life. I would have three, four, five-hour conversations with people about it at times. And I mean, it's very, it's just a very integral part of my life. And I think that it's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially around my age. And, you know, five years younger, five years older, even 10 years older. Um, Even people who are way older still like trying to find their passion and everything. So my request is if you know like your passion like what you're passionate about and you've like either started to pursue it you're about to start pursuing it or you've pursued it and you are living out your 
dream and like your passion and I'm not saying you have to be living like your dream life right now I'm just saying like you are passionate about what you're doing that's all that's all I'm saying I want you to send an email to Abby, A-B-B-Y, P as in purple, and then Aslin, A-S-S-E-L-I-N at gmail.com because I'm going to be basically doing a episode where I read y'all's input through the emails. Um, ideally, I would like love to like actually have every single one of you on here, but that's obviously very difficult. But I wanted you all to just send me and share with me like what your passion is or what you do and how you discovered your passion, um, like what you did to pursue it, like take those first steps to just sort of like really fight for living out your passion and what the process looked like and then any lesson that you may have learned in the process. I think this will be, could be like a really inspirational episode and I'm just going to pull as many stories as I can to like fit in a reasonable length of an episode. Um, hopefully I get like enough to even make an episode, but um they will be featured I won't say like any names and or I guess I probably will say like this is from and then just give like a first name I'm not gonna like sit here and say everyone's names because I know that some people want to keep everything private which I totally respect so um definitely do that please 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 do that and I think it'll be really inspirational for um those of you who are struggling with that and then I also think it'll just be very parallel to launching my very first episode of the Gen Z Girl podcast for me launching the very first episode of the newly rebranded podcast but so just showing it from y'all's perspective instead as like an honorary type of thing so that is that I'm gonna post a um, Instagram story on the Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram as a reminder this well okay I guess if you're It'll be the first time Instagram will see it. But as a reminder to you all who have already listened to the episode. Um, so I will remind y'all and it'll have like all that stuff listed out that I specified. So you can um, be reminded on the Instagram story and be sure to be following the Instagram. The Instagram's not going to change. Like you're not going to have to like follow a new account or anything. I don't really want to do that because I feel like my Instagram has a lot of valuable content on it already. And I don't want to like archive any of it, even though the feed's like going to look very strange for a little while um, because it's going to be like two different like color schemes and everything for a little bit. But um, I want y'all to like be following that so that you can see the rebrand and I'm just going to change the name of the podcast on the Instagram. I'm not going to like make a new Instagram. So you're not going to worry about that. So follow at Jane Z Girl podcast. And now we're going to get into this week's episode, which I am just going to be talking about cultivating calmness in a world full of chaos. Basically, like how you can cultivate a state of calm in your daily life um, as someone, whether whether you have like a lot of chaos in your life or not, I feel like there is at some time or another usually chaos happening around us. And I think having calm like just a state of calm and being in a state of calm at most of the time instead of like a state of high stress most of the time is such a virtue and it's like something that I feel like isn't talked about a lot in terms of something to be pursued and sought after so I just really it came on like it came in my head I would say like I would think I was laying in bed when I thought about this episode and I was literally like falling asleep and it came in my head and I like roll over pull my notes out on my phone and type the episode idea because I didn't want to forget about it in the morning but um I just really think this is something this is really like advice for myself this week because I have been a chaotic mess this entire week so if anything this advice is for myself and it's all like very 
simple changes. I feel like none of it's like out there. And I've tried to do stuff that you like, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to meditate. And I'll probably mention journaling, but I'm not using that as like a main tip. I'm trying to like get down into like the nitty gritty of like little changes you can make just like with your mindset and just in your life in general that aren't those obvious like oh meditate whatever um just like more applicable and tangible things I guess you could say but first my quote for this week is no this one's this isn't really a quote it's a tumblr post (laughs) but the post is no one warned me that coming into your own also includes grieving the life you were conditioned to believe you wanted I love that. I have like never even thought about that before or I guess I have like subconsciously but I've never like I don't know had it in words and when I read that it like really hit me and I was just like dang that's good. Um, You know all those things that like the life you like thought you would have the things you thought you would do the people you thought you'd be with and meet and that would be in your life and all this stuff. Um once you're like kind of coming into yourself and becoming who you are and everything a part of that is like losing what you thought you wanted and losing what everyone told you you should have and whenever you are in a place where you know you are seeking after a certain life and what you want because whether that's it's what you want because it's what you want or it's from what other people are telling you there is totally grief in that whole process when you aren't getting all of that if that makes any sense at all I'm basically just restating the quote but seriously that was like so eye-opening to me I feel like because I've definitely gone through like a few moments and times in life when I've sort of had one of those moments where it's like I you know had all this pressure around me to do this and I thought that like these are these people would be in my life I thought that this is the way things were gonna be and it's not and the like the absence of it is something you grieve over and I feel like it's not something we like consciously grieve over it's just like that what if that's in your mind and then also like the just the absence of something you thought you wanted like not getting what you thought you wanted or what others wanted for you it's just very I'm kind of like taking that quote out on another limb there but um it's just very eye-opening I thought and I love tumblr because there's always like super insightful things like that on there so my goal for this week I want to get settled in the new apartment quickly part of the reason I've been like so chaotic and frantic all week is because I've been trying to get everything for the new apartment like either already have it here with us in Tuscaloosa to move with us which most of it I'm obviously not getting here but trying to time when I'm getting things delivered to where they'll like deliver our first day there because I, we're moving in on Thursday and I'm starting studying for the CPA on Monday and I'm going to be studying like a full-time job so I'm not going to really have time to like bop around Houston and go to like home goods and stuff and find things so I knew okay anything I want for the apartment besides like groceries and anything else that I just like can't find I need to get and I need to have it there and ready because I'm just not going to have a lot of time and I'm going to want to spend the time Friday to Sunday just one hopefully resting because it's going to be exhausting moving in and driving all the way there and everything and two just getting everything set up and settled and not having to like be setting things up like while I'm studying and everything like that so that's my goal I really want to get it settled in quickly and I I just want to like enjoy this like next couple days in Tuscaloosa just does not it feels real like there's been a few moments the last two days where 
it started to like really sink in and I'm like oh my gosh this is probably my last time going here and like oh my gosh this you know I have this many more days and when I realized that it's July like it's July 17th right now I would be like coming back here in like two and a half or three weeks um if it was like a normal school year so the fact that I'm leaving but I'm not going to be coming back in a few weeks that is what has been like sitting in my head and like feeling real I'm like oh my gosh I'm actually not going to be starting classes in a month that's so insane oh my gosh if I was starting classes in a month you guys I literally I know I'm studying for the CPA and that's still like doing work but like if I had to sit through classes again in a month I would lose it I would absolutely lose it I'm so glad I'm done but at the same time it is very sad so that's my goal and my gratitude for this week I'm just thankful you know obviously for my time here in Tuscaloosa these five years have been just you know nothing short of amazing the most transformative years of my life and I'm not going to go into detail about it because I literally do little sob stories on this all the time but I feel like there's been seven or eight different times this week where I've said like whether I was like saying it to somebody or I was saying it in a vlog I don't know what it was but there's been multiple times where I have said you know who knew such a small college town could change someone so much and that's just like obviously it's not the town itself it's more so of like the people here and the things I do and the opportunities and everything but you get what I'm saying and I just couldn't be more thankful for it because I wouldn't be going to Houston without my time here you know it's all a part of the process and a step in that direction and I just I don't know just closing closing a chapter and moving on and I'm just very grateful for all the time I had here so let's get into the episode so like I said I had a very hectic chaotic week um just a lot going on this week and just between like packing I was like getting really stressed because I just like didn't know where to start and then when I realized like how much just stuff we had and like how we're literally downsizing from a three-bedroom to a one-bedroom so we like really have to like pick and choose you know like what clothes we're taking what shoes we're taking you know decor like all this stuff and we're taking all of our like the front Although we're not really getting any new furniture. The only new furniture we got was a new TV stand and coffee table because ours are completely mismatched from, like, each other right now. And um, anyways, that's besides the point. But just chaos in that sense of, like, it's stressful going through things and, like, trying to time packing and it's exhausting. Um, I had one night this week where I woke up at 4 a.m. and I did not fall back asleep. So I literally just got up at, like, 6 a.m. and started my day and – just you know I've just been stressed and it's like I woke up at four and I was so stressed about moving and I've had so much to do for YouTube this week which I'm so grateful for um I always say I hate when this happens though because I feel like a lot of my brand deals like they always fall within the same time period so it's like I'll have like a ton of sponsorships on YouTube in like a period of two or three weeks and then I won't for a while and that's usually like how it trends um give or take a few days or weeks or whatever and I felt like I had so much to do this week for YouTube and like having to do all of that on top of like moving and selling things on Facebook marketplace and like having the time when people are going to come meet me at my apartment to sell them stuff all of that has just been a lot and um, obviously like thinking about studying for the CPA has like really been stressing me out too just because I've been thinking about how big of a test it is and I haven't really taken a test like a tra- in a traditional test setting and literally so long because of COVID and just thinking about um, 
how stressful it's going to be like having to study you know six days a week for most of the day and I just all that kind of stuff how am I going to do it all and I'm trying not to think about it until the time comes and I know I'm going to make it work but you know it's it causes a lot of stress and chaos and then I started my period today too so I'm just like you know everything just seems so much more intense than it is (laughs) I feel like and Basically, I really wanted to get the pictures for the podcast rebrand done before I moved because I knew once I moved, I would be trying to get settled really quickly and then starting for the C- starting the study for the CPA and I wouldn't want to take my like my one day off of studying during the week to like get ready and go take pictures somewhere. Like I, that's just not what I'm going to want to do. And I also just wanted to do it here cuz I felt like it was easier to like you know, find someone to do them. So I was going to have the person who did my grab pictures this year do them and everything. And long story short, it just didn't really like work out. Like I, it, I don't know. It it just didn't happen. And I was so upset about it because I was like, I like tried way far in advance and it just like didn't work. And, um, I like didn't even know what I was going to do because I didn't want to wait until I got to Houston and I was like, I can't really take these myself. Um, so then yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm going to get ready after I shower. And I told Griffin, my boyfriend, I said, we're going to try to take pictures in between the rain showers because it also rains here every day. So that makes it 10 times harder to get pic- to take pictures. And, you know, you want to take them in a certain time frame, like the last like hour or two before sunset or like the first two hours of the morning and I really wanted it to be like a golden hour type of like situation so the timing was right but it was completely overcast and I took Griffin down and I like set I had my camera settings like all set up the way I you know wanted them to be and I had Griffin go down and take the pictures for me and I didn't get to take them in the location I wanted to the dress I wanted to wear literally arrived yesterday and I ordered it like a month and a half ago Um, and it's not even like a special dress or anything. And then it was like literally barely went past my butt cheeks. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So like I I literally was crying. Like I finished doing my makeup and I just like started crying. And Griffin was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm just like, everything is just not going the way it was supposed to like with this rebrand. And I was just getting really upset. And I was like, I don't want to take matters into my own hands, but I'm kind of being forced to. I'm left with no other option and I have to now and that's just what I got to do and I told him I was like I would rather just try and do this and even if it's just if it, even if it doesn't turn out the best and it's not how I envisioned it at least I can say I tried and I literally we went down and took them and the pictures are or were so freaking dark so dark y'all and like literally looks like a scary movie like type of situation like that's not the vibe I'm going for I was able to edit them I did a lot on Lightroom and like I know how to like use Lightroom and like Photoshop and stuff like that. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. And I went in and edited them and then I sent them over to my um the girl who designed my new logo and did my new branding kit and she was like just formatting the logo onto the photo for me. And it actually turned out like really well. Um I had I definitely had a different vision initially for the podcast cover. And I had debate yesterday I debated and y'all would have seen it on the podcast story because I asked like what y'all prefer for podcast covers. I debated just using the logo for the podcast cover and I may do do that down the line. But um, it seemed like most people liked seeing a photo of the host in some way or form on the cover. And I I think I do too. um, But I'm also like not opposed at all to just a logo as a cover. So I was considering doing that because it would be easy. 
but we ended up taking the pictures and it was not what I initially envisioned, like I said, but they ended up like, it ends up looking good. I just kind of had to like, the way I edited the picture, I had to make it like a very like vintage and like almost a dreamy type of edit, if that makes sense. But it actually like flows really well with like the way I'm wanting like the brand aesthetic to be. So I think it's fine. It's not like the best quality and everything because it was literally like misting and fog outside and it was super dark and overcast from the rain. So in terms of quality, it's not the best. It could be better, but I kind of edited it to make make it look like it was intentionally like that. So I just basically all of that caused a lot of stress and trying to do all of that on top of like packing and moving is just not fun. So long story short, the podcast rebrand was driving me crazy and then we went out with our um friends last night just as like our last night in Tuscaloosa and on the way home um Griffin wanted to go by Taco Bell and I was like oh, okay like yeah we can go and we know we normally like either get McDonald's or Taco Bell if we've like been out for a few hours but um <laughs> I was like okay we'll drive over there and go so I took us and they just they were not nice and we weren't even there like we were there 45 minutes before they closed and they were acting like they were closed and um they forgot like the one I literally just ordered like the nacho chips and cheese and that was the one thing they forgot and that like literally made me cry too but that's just me being on my period I was literally like over it at this point because everything was going wrong like with the raining and the pictures and the dress and just getting the pictures done with photography like I was literally just so over it and everything was just making me mad so anyways let's get into going off of all of that having a state of calm because I needed this advice earlier this week so I'm giving it to y'all now because I know this is the way I need to be and I know I need to be implementing these things in my life but anyways I've just noticed that cultivating calmness is like a state of mind and a habit is something that almost requires you to with be withdrawn from reality in some form or some way because our realities for the most part just aren't calm or they have like a lot of you know, volatile moments. And I think that cultivating calmness in our lives for permanence as like a habit and not just temporarily when it's convenient involves a much larger like perspective shift in our head. And I think that in and of itself could be like a whole episode. Um, I saw this TikTok today actually of this guy saying, you know, oh no, it's raining. Like now I'm in a bad mood. This is terrible. And then he was like, is it or is it is it really horrible or is it just something that's happening to you and happening or not to you happening around you and you labeled it as horrible. And I was just talking about how everything around us is literally just happening and we label it as good or bad based on our, you know, perception and our view. But you don't have to label anything and nothing outside of you forces you to change your mood. Um, And I think that mindset naturally elicits a state of calmness because calmness as a trait and habit requires a great deal of detaching ourselves from what's happening around us and no longer victimizing ourselves to things outside of our control. I think when we're constantly making ourselves a victim of the things that happen around us and that are, you know, outside of our control, that's when you really put yourself in a position to like constantly be on edge and constantly be agitated and irritated and like just in a fight or flight position kind of thing when it's so much more it's it really just causes so much less stress and anxiety for you and for others when you're in a natural state of calm instead so I just want to go through things that I 
know in uh, for a fact in my life that I've tried that have like just made me feel more calm throughout the day and just have more of that natural state of calm as like a default instead of like trying to get to a place of calmness and that's the biggest thing like I want my default state to be calm and collected obviously things are gonna happen that cause that to fluctuate but I feel like as someone who's like highly sensitive and high stress I feel like I'm just in a constant state of stress or you know going or whatever you want to say just I don't want that to be my natural state I want my natural state to be calm and then as things happen I just let them happen and then until I need to worry and until there is actually a reason to that's when I start to like react and do things not like constantly be stressed and then find little nuggets of time to be calm and calm down like that's not how I want to live (laughs) and that is how I live so I want that natural state of calmness instead of the natural state of stress. So the first thing, um, I talk about this a lot, but starting your day in nature. Um, I've heard all the time like on podcasts and stuff about how this like really lowers your cortisol levels because like your cortisol is highest like whenever you wake up in the morning, I believe. And I think that even like for me personally, it's taking like I take my longest walk with my dog in the morning and then the others throughout the rest of the day are just a little bit shorter. But I like to do the longest one in the morning because one, it's cooler. And two, doing that first thing in the morning, it's literally, it just forces me to just be outside and I can't go attend to anything else right when I wake up. And that's the first thing I do. And I find that when I do that and just have that fresh air right, right in the morning, first thing in the morning, and I don't like to like listen to any music, any podcast. I don't like to do any of that when I first like wake up and I'm walking my dog. I just want to like be there in the moment walking breathing in the air and hearing nature and just letting it be I really really feel like that forces me to just slow down because I'm being forced to be in that environment at that time instead of like if I were to roll over and get started on my emails I would already be in like a state of stress right away and I wouldn't be doing anything to keep myself in a state of calm for when I first get up and I find that it just like sets the rest of my day up right because I've started out on a calm note so then I tend to carry that calm note throughout the day until something happens the next thing is controlling who you surround yourself with um this is so so important and honestly so overlooked I think so many of us are just used to who we surround ourselves with whether that's a friend or a family member a co-worker whatever it is or whoever it is I think so many of us just get used to certain people's presence, but we're not actually taking inventory of what their presence and how their presence is affecting us. You know, some people are so overly negative or, you know, they complain a ton or they're just constantly like out to get you or take advantage of you and you may just be used to it and, you know, you probably feel it, but you haven't like actually put thought into it yet. So, you know, taking note of, who you're surrounding yourself with and I think that you know when you're around people who help you slow down and just like you know help you enjoy life instead of like causing more trouble in your life like they're contributing to your life instead of taking from it that's what you really need to pay attention to because I think all of us at some time in our life like come across those type of people and you just have to if you can't completely like eliminate them from your life like you just need to really limit your interactions with them And I mean this virtually too, because like on the internet, who you're consuming content from, 
may cause you more like chaos in your mind in your life whatever it is then it should not you shouldn't ever be giving somebody online the power to do that over your mood and your emotions like that is literally somebody you don't know so do not let them affect you and your feelings because they literally don't know you and you don't know them and taking inventory of that you know who you're following what accounts you follow like are they contributing positive and just like calmness and just honestly like they don't even have to be like contributing calmness it's just like don't be following things that you know cause you to be like more stressed or anxious or just down or negative in general and the next thing is immersing yourself in like one calm activity a day I really think that forcing yourself to sort of just be and like I'm like really just do that one thing not multitasking like you're just doing that one thing that really forces you to be in a state of calm it doesn't have to be the same thing every day but I think like doing one of them every day seriously makes a world of a difference and it could be meditating for you I know I said I wasn't gonna like sit here and tell you to meditate because I know it's just very like mainstream advice but that can be really beneficial I really want to do like a challenge with that where I like force myself to do it and try it and everything and like maybe I can like have y'all join along because I've never done it before um so maybe I'll do that soon or it could be like morning yoga um or just stretching if you're not like wanting to do a full-on yoga routine like maybe just stretching the first five minutes of your day or praying or journaling making those things a habit in your daily life it just creates space for you to always come to to slow down relax your mind be with yourself and just breathe which will set you up for a calmer mood throughout the day and I think creating that space it will you know you'll obviously create the habit as you continue to do it for you know three weeks 21 days whatever but you will always know you have that space to come to to be calm and I think that whenever you create the space to be calm in a point in your day it does make the rest of your day tend to be calm and I think like without it you never really think to get to that state of calmness if you're someone who's not in a natural state of calm and all these things are good for you too like they have other benefits besides like getting you to calm down and just relax um it creates more calmness obviously throughout your day but there's so many more benefits to meditating and yoga stretching praying journaling whatever the habit is that you do but I really think that that immersion in that practice is so overlooked especially with doing it daily and how much it can just transform your overall state of mind throughout the day next thing is limiting the amount of news you consume and just making an effort to pay more mind to positive news than we usually do basically everything on the news is you know negative heartbreaking terrible sad scary etc and a lot of that just has to do with like the way journalism is you know like getting the most clicks on something it has to like provide that like shock factor and that fear factor for people to click on it usually so with that in mind there is positive news out there but I can't tell you the last time I like saw something positive on the news you know it's just like it's out there and if we can pay as much mind to positive news as we can to negative news I think that it would probably make us feel a little bit better I'm someone that like is like very much so takes on like the feelings of like other people in the world and everything so I really have to be careful with this like you know finding that fine line between like staying informed and not over consuming because the second I over consume I have like ruined my day I am literally in a horrible state of mind because I'm so 
sad and just paralyzed by not being able to do anything to help people that are struggling or you know even if it's just like animals or something like I will literally get so upset and I remember um just like from like the wildfires in Australia a while ago whenever that was um I remember being like so freaking like uh, just upset and sad during that and like really any natural disaster any anything bad that happens I'm just using this as, as an example but I was literally just so freaking sad and upset for like just the people like losing everything and like I was thinking of all the wild animals out there and it just made me so so heartbroken and it really like I think it is important you know to like have a heart for those situations but whenever that consumes you like that's not a good thing like you don't want it to like literally control your ability to go about the rest of your day and that's how it gets for me whenever I don't like draw that line and I it's it was the same way I remember which this was like obviously way more personal because it was my hometown but I remember when Hurricane Michael at my hometown that was like it was the same situation I couldn't go to class I like literally could not get off of like Facebook and watching like the Facebook live of like the news anchors like showing all the damage and everything it was literally like addicting like because it was just I needed to see everything and after I had already seen so much and it had brought me so far down so I really think that you know with all these devices in front of us all the time it's hard to sort of ignore the news and like you know and obviously there are ways you can but it's constantly being thrown in our face so just like finding ways to just you know not have that in your face all day long is a step and a place to start just find that boundary for you and set it and like don't let that boundary be crossed because I think we we don't realize how like much that affects us because it's something we're so so used to and it's just like a common thing that everyone has to like listen to and see and it's common to you know want to be informed and everything but you do have to draw that line because it really can affect your state of mind and your overall natural state so the next thing I know I've talked about on my I talked about in an episode before um but accepting that you cannot change what is outside of your control so no amount of worry or extra time spent thinking or dwelling is going to change anything and getting to a place of accepting what you cannot change on a consistent basis is seriously one of the most liberating feelings and it allows you to actually put your time and energy in what you can change so you start to see better outcomes in those areas of life that you do have control over once you relinquish control of what you can't change and or the want then not the want but I guess like the yeah the overall desire to you know control what you can't change just get to a place where you can observe what's going on observe the situation at hand but allow yourself to sort of remain detached and you know if it's outside of your control you do not need to let your emotions your day like what you're able to finish and do be affected by it and I am also really I've I go through phases with this one where I'm really good about just like you know seeing it and letting it go um and then I also go through phases where I like see it and I take it out and I marinate on it and then I'm destroyed so it's really hard and I really think that this is something that is one of those habitual practices it takes like a very real mental commitment to change but if you're someone who is like constantly trying to you know change those things that are outside of your control that you have no say in or that you can't really control at all it's just going to create more turmoil and stress in your life because just it's going to be an endless pursuit like you're never going to reach that point of having control in a situation that 
is outside of your control. So you're sitting there like it's literally I just I don't know the way I see it is you're like running in place you know like you're not getting anywhere with it you're sitting there like exerting all this effort exerting all this energy wearing your freaking mind and yourself out for nothing because you don't have control over it so just detach yourself from it so that you can just be standing in place instead of running in place see it and then keep walking and move on with your day instead of just running still in place and the next thing is planning your outings more intentionally and effectively. So this one's like very random and specific, but I was thinking about this the other day because I've had to run a bajillion errands this week. But say if you have to go by like the grocery store, the post office, and the gym, try to do all of those things in one outing. It reduces the amount of time you spend on the road, which in total, you know, you're obviously having more time in your day for other stuff by that. And it creates, you know, less time in traffic and driving-related stress if you have that. I know I do. So less time on the road is always a positive for me, especially if I'm in a big city. (laughs) And it allows you to disrupt your day just that one time for a set amount of time instead of multiple times. Because when you get to doing that multiple times, you have to think of the time spent to get recommitted to the task you were doing before you got up and left to do something else. And I think that if you can like really plan your outings to be, even if you can get them like for a week, if you can get all your outings done in one day, which I think that's like really unrealistic because you're obviously going to have like other people to see and like things like that, that would be optimal. But at least just think of it on a day by day scale. I think you can create so much more of a state of calmness because you're not having to like wake up in the morning and think like, At this time, I got to be here. At this time, I got to go do this. And then at this time, I'm going to go do this. Like instead, you can just know, okay, I'm going to go get X, Y, and Z done. And it'll feel really good to get it all done at once. And then once you're done with that, you can commit the rest of your day to doing what you need to do. And that's not going to be disrupted in that flow of work or whatever you're doing later on in the day. You're not going to have to disrupt it again. So I think that that's super, super beneficial. And I noticed that that helped me a lot this past week because I was feeling so stressed out. And one of the days I didn't do that you know like I went and I worked out and then I came home and then I like went somewhere else that was like literally right by where I work out and came back home and then ran out to the grocery store and I was like oh my gosh I just wasted so much time driving back home like literally probably wasted like 45 minutes of my day just from making this trip multiple times then the next day I needed to like run and pick up a Target drive-up order. I needed to run by like Plato's Closet, run by the post office, and then go to the gym. So I did all of that like in one outing. And then I came home and I was like, oh my gosh, I just got so much done in one outing. And it feels so good because it's like a large chunk of my to-do list I got done in one outing instead of like, oh wow, I was just gone for an hour and I got one thing done. (laughs) So it's just super beneficial and I think it's something that's very overlooked and if you can like really plan that out and like make it a habit to do so I think you can one save yourself a lot of time and two save yourself a lot of stress the next thing is to visualize yourself as calm or what you imagine to be calm or places that you feel are relaxing especially in situations that sort of provoke you to react or where your first instinct would be to be reactive so for me this is going to sound like really weird and honestly kind of cliche and dumb but A lot of times when I get super like just stressed out and on edge, I literally just think of the beach. I just think of like the way it feels to have like my feet in the sand and the waves crashing on them or the way it feels to just be like freely swimming in the Gulf of Mexico 
and just how good the water feels and how refreshing it is how good the sun feels on my skin and I just like really start thinking about all those things like the specifics of those because that's like really my purest state of like calm is when I'm at the beach I feel like so for me that's what I like to visualize but that may not be it for you it may be when you're in your yoga studio or when you're literally laying in bed at night before you go to sleep whenever I'm in a situation or if something is just making me uncomfortable or if I'm just like really stressed out I try to think of that and just visualize it just close my eyes and picture it and it sort of just forces you to slow down your breathing and even if you're not thinking about slowing down your breathing when you're stressed out and everything you know you're naturally more in like a quick shortened breath but then like when you're relaxed it's more of those deep like inhales and exhales and just the deeper breaths that are slow and I notice when I close my eyes and I visualize like the beach and myself being there and the way it feels my breath naturally slows down and that's because I'm bringing myself to a state of calm and I think that you know, when you are so self-aware that you know when certain situations are going to stress you out or provoke you to react, knowing those situations, first of all, is really beneficial because you can be prepared. And second of all, knowing, you know, what makes you feel calm and relaxed and being able to visualize that, you can really, really save yourself a lot of like unnecessary stress that comes from like being instantly reactive to certain things like I know that there are certain situations that make me more stressed out than others and or you know if someone were to say something to me that would like make me really want to like snap back and be reactive I try to just visualize myself as calm and it does help a lot and this is something that also takes a lot of practice so you may hear it and think that it sounds stupid but try it just like once and see how it makes you feel you know like say Let's just say, for example, you're driving and someone just cut you off and didn't use their blinker and then you're hitting every single red light and you've got somewhere to be. You know, your natural instinct would be to like react and get super mad and maybe start like cussing the person out in your car or just getting really angry at them and, you know, letting it really affect your mood and just put you in a sour mood because you know you're already running late and you they just pissed you off because they just have no regard for you and, you know, whatever. Instead of all of that, (laughs) next time, try and just, you know, don't close your eyes if you're driving, (laughs) but, you know, figuratively, figuratively, close your eyes, or if you're at a red light, close your eyes for a second, and just think of that place where you feel the most calm and the most relaxed, and then just, you know, dwell on it for a couple moments, and before you know it, you'll have forgot about what just happened, and the time window that your emotions were telling you were to, to react to that person or that thing that happened They've already passed. They've already moved on. So you're not going to, if you really want to sit there and go out of your way to revisit that emotion after forcing yourself to be calm, that's just like another level of doing the most. But, you know, you do you. <laughs> but the time window will have passed for you to like be in that reactive state of mind and that reactive feeling because you force yourself to calm down in that state instead, if that makes sense. The next thing is making your to-do list the night before. I've talked about this Um, a few times I think on the podcast I always like making mine the night before because if I don't I sort of like make a to-do list in my head as I'm falling asleep and then I start panicking that I'm going to forget one of those things so I need to pull out my phone and pull out my notes and type it all up and that without fail like always happens when I don't make my to-do list at night and I know some people think if you're making it at night then you're not really being calm because you're thinking about the next day and you're doing that before you go to bed. You don't have to do it right before you go to bed. Just maybe do it at the end of your day, like your work day for the next day. And I think it's just so much more helpful because 
the next day, like whenever you're starting your work or about to start your work, you can just come in and be like, okay, this is, you know, what I have to do. It's all laid out right here. I don't have to sit here and waste my time thinking about it. And it can be stressful when you're like, crap, what was that one thing I thought about yesterday that I needed to do today? I don't remember. I just think it's a lot more beneficial to do it the night before and it causes you a lot less stress that night when you're trying to fall asleep thinking about everything you need to do the next day and the next morning. The next thing is to stop multitasking. Uh, Multitasking is literally just, it's the best and it's the worst. Um, In and of itself, it seems nice, but most people don't realize the side effects that it has. You know, if you multitask enough, which I think most people in our generation are just master multitaskers and we multitask with literally everything we do, you'll have a really difficult time ever focusing on just one thing at a time because you've literally trained your mind to accept every single thought that comes into your head and everything that comes by. And your mind's not going to know any better than to focus on more than one thing at once, which can get really stressful. And I get stressed out sometimes because I'll be thinking about one thing that I need to do as I'm like doing something else. And then I'll forget about what I was thinking about because I was also focusing on what I was doing. And then I'm, I forgot the important things and I get stressed because I'm like, crap, what was that one thing I, need, I you know, told myself I needed to do? Multitasking just in time, I think, impairs our ability to, you know, remember things and just our memory in general and our ability to truly work efficiently. And I think multitasking may seem more efficient and it may work for a period of time where it seems like it's the most efficient thing to do. And I think with some things, sure, it is. But I will say it's a sloppy form of efficiency and it sets you up to, for lack of a better word, half-ass, like literally everything you think and do since your focus is in more than one place at once and how are you supposed to you know complete something the most efficient way possible and the like the best way possible if you're not even giving your 100% to it and I think multitasking also will bleed into your friendships and relationships which a lot of people don't think about like I think about for me personally um you know like when I go to dinner with my boyfriend sometimes sometimes I like literally just you know, I'm having a conversation, but then I'm also, you know, thinking about like work and something I have to do. And I am terrible about this. And like, he has had to like help me with it, you know, like, okay, you're at a dinner table. You're not at work right now. So let's just think about like what we're doing here at the dinner table. And it really just starts to bleed into other areas of your life if you're not careful because your mind just gets used to and almost can't function without having a million things going on at once. And the next thing is to create quiet space and time as much as you can. This is the last thing. And I really think this goes hand in hand with, um, you know, immersing yourself in the one calm activity a day. I think creating quiet space and time is a little bit different than having the one immersive thing a day. The immersive thing is more so about like doing something that creates the calm energy. Whereas creating quiet space and time, you're not having to physically do something. You're just literally being in a place of you know like no noise and I think that that seriously can make a world of a difference like for me I get like super overstimulated when things get like really loud sometimes not all the time like I can be like be in a bar and be fine but like sometimes like if I'm trying to like focus on something and something's just too loud like it'll freak me out and I just get so frustrated and I think like I said earlier with going on walks and just listening to nature instead of a podcast um that is what I mean it's like you don't have to fill every quiet moment with something and I think that the way our society is and like the amount of content that we're able to consume so easily and freely 
we think that we need to be consuming something at all times. You know, like if we're, you know, waiting for something in the drive-thru, we think we need to be scrolling on Instagram. We think that if we're going on a walk, we need to be listening to music or a podcast. We think that if we're in the shower, we need to be like shuffling music. All of these things are fine and you can totally do them. But I think that if you can find, you know, five or ten minutes of a task that you normally do where you are or where you could be like listening to something else, just leave one of them to have quiet time so that it's just quiet because it will be so much more relaxing and obviously there's relaxing music and everything and I'm not sitting here saying you can't do that at all. Like I said, just one time during the day because like you may be someone who goes on a walk in the morning and you do the dishes and you know you're going to shower and whatever. Choose one of those things to just be in silence because I think silence is so just underrated for creating calm and just like listening to what's around you because it just it's not stimulating you you know like you're it's just silence like it's not music that's you know stimulating you to like think about memories it's not a podcast that's stimulating you to to think about like self-improvement for like five minutes like just have that five minutes to yourself and quietness and it's so 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 underrated and even if like I said, just don't think I'm sitting here saying you can't listen to music and do all that stuff. That's not what I'm saying at all because I – trust me, I do all of that. I love showering, like, with some, like, good, like, feels music. That's just, like, the best. And I love going on long walks and listening to podcasts. But I know that no other time during my day am I going to have just, like, silence. So I really like my first walk to be pure silence during – or in the morning, um, especially because it's in the morning too. Like, I don't want to be consuming anything, any kind of content or anything, like, the first – hour or two of my day so I really really think that that helps and it's something that can just put you in that state of calm um really easily like without having to do much and that is everything you all I hope this was helpful and I hope y'all enjoyed it I tried to do like different kind of tips that like you wouldn't necessarily think of but they're like simple quick easy fixes um, but I hope you all enjoyed this week, uh, week's episode. Be sure to join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group. It will change to reflect the new name of the podcast. And then, like I said, the Instagram will change to reflect the new name. Um, all that will change. And then, like, the podcast is going to change, like, in the distribution. So, like, the cover, it's not going to be, like, a new podcast is created, if that makes sense. Like, this new one's going to go, like, on the same podcast page as, like, all of my previous episodes and everything like that, as long as everything works out properly. So that's how it's going to be, but I love you all. It was good to, like, sit down and chat, and I hope you all have a great week when you listen to this, and I'm so, so, so excited for you all to see the rebrand. You have no idea, and please, please be sure to check out the, um, or not check out, but send in to my email, appaslin at gmail.com any of your like little passion stories I would love 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 to read them because I think they're so inspiring and it would just be so cool to hear what y'all are doing in your lives um I know I talk about mine more than enough so I would love to hear from y'all so yeah be sure to um stay tuned for next week and I will talk to you all um next Monday bye